0: Welcome back to the Kennedy Dynasty Podcast. I'm your host, Allison, and today is a story time episode that I am very excited about, and I hope that you guys enjoy it. But before we get to that, let's start with our inspiring clip of the week.
1: One of the inspiring notes.
0: In honor of 4th of July just being a few days ago, here is a clip of President Kennedy's speech at Independence Hall on the 4th of July, 1962.
1: On this 4th day of July... 1962, we who are gathered at this same hall, entrusted with the fate and future of our states and nation, declare now our vow to do our part to lift the weights from the shoulders of all, to join other men and nations in preserving both peace and freedom, and to regard any threat to the peace or freedom of one as a threat to the peace and freedom of all and for the support and for the support of this declaration with a firm reliance on the protection of divine providence we mutually pledge to each other our lives our fortunes And our sacred honor.
0: Next up is our recommendation segment.
1: Of course, then we would uh, recommend it.
0: I am very excited to announce that we have added another team member to the Kennedy Dynasty podcast team. And her name is Anya. She's based in the U.K., but a huge Kennedy buff and is going to be a history major and media and all kinds of stuff. So, so excited to have her on board. And she is helping me with research in so many ways. It's great. But I asked her to pick a recommendation this week. So this is her choice. And it is the book, Kennedy, A Cultural History of an American Icon by Mark White. So Anya, thank you so much for submitting this. And I'm going to put a direct link to purchase in the description of this episode. All right, let's get into the episode. A little backstory for why I'm doing this. It has been over two years that I've been doing this podcast, and the amount of people that have messaged me trying to get me to somehow tie Elvis to the Kennedys is a lot. And I have looked and looked and looked, and I have never been able to do it. I just, I tried so hard. You would think, you know, with the 60s, and that was obviously when Elvis was like at the height of his career, I just, you would think it would be a no-brainer, but they never really cross paths. I have tried and tried and tried. And Pryor, bless his heart, has tried and tried and tried because he's a huge Elvis fan. And he's actually a little aggravated at me for recording this without him, by the way. Um, but it was a short notice episode. So my apologies, Pryor. This is dedicated to you. Anyway, tried and tried, tried, looked, couldn't find anything. There you go. Well, I'm not going to spoil anything, but I went to go see the new Elvis movie a few days ago. Fantastic. Go see it if you have not. Austin Butler is... Elvis. Like, it's nuts. He was insanely good. Like I said, without spoiling, there are parts in the film that include the Kennedys, and I found a tie, finally, and it's covered in the film as well. But I'm going to tell you the historical aspect of the tie. Before we get started, though, my sources today are graceland.com. That's my main one. I'll be using that quite a bit. IrishTimes.com, theconversation.com, ElvisThemusic.com. And don't worry, I will put the entire song at the end of this episode so that you can listen to it and get context for everything that I'm gonna share with you, which that doesn't make sense yet, but it will as I get into the story. So here we go. It's the 1960s. Elvis is super popular, and it's more specifically 1968, which we know from studying the Kennedys, and I've covered Martin Luther King Jr. a lot on this podcast. We know that in April, Martin Luther King Jr. was assassinated, and then in June, Robert Kennedy was assassinated. Elvis grew up in Memphis, Tennessee, just a few miles actually from where Martin Luther King Jr. was assassinated at the Lorraine Motel. He was also a huge advocate for civil rights, and he was just a few years younger than Martin Luther King Jr. as well. And both were born in deep, deep South, and they were surrounded by institutionalized racism. Elvis connected deeply to Martin Luther King Jr. and really believed in everything that he said, as well as the Kennedys, because, as we know, they were kind of fighting that fight together. So all that said, that starts the story of the creation of the song, If I Can Dream, made famous by Elvis Presley. Now, this song was actually a tribute to Martin Luther King Jr., and it has direct quotes from speeches and remarks that he said. In the spring of 1968, Elvis was working on a TV special that was going to be technically a Christmas special. But Elvis saw the news of Robert Kennedy's assassination, and it shook him to his core. He was absolutely devastated. And like I said earlier, remember, it came very soon after Martin Luther King Jr.'s assassination. So when he saw the news, he stayed up all night talking to the person who was directing the TV special, Steve Binder. They had a really honest, open conversation, and Elvis just voiced how much he wanted peace in the world and how devastated he was. So it was at this time that Binder actually went to the musical director of the show, Billy Goldberg, and a songwriter named Earl Brown and told them about everything that they had talked about. Now, Elvis's manager, Colonel Tom Parker, which if you see the film, you actually learn a lot about, but he wanted the show to end on a Christmas song because Christmas special. But that got scrapped and they all decided that they were going to end the show with a really powerful, heartfelt, meaningful song. And that is when they wrote the song, If I Can Dream. So they wrote the song and then they ended up taking it to Elvis to play it for him. To which the Graceland article says that he played it over and over and over and then said, I'm going to do this one. It was on June 23rd of 1968 that Elvis recorded If I Could Dream, and it says here, In several impassioned takes, even though it is said that the first take Elvis gave was perfect, the King gave such a powerful performance that the band members were taken aback, so blown away by Elvis' performance that they had to do several retakes. It was after the band and backup singers were sent home that Elvis gave an even more astonishing performance as he re-recorded the vocals. Elvis had the lights turned off and gave himself over to the music. Over the next few takes, he fell to his knees on the concrete floor, giving himself completely to the song. After those takes, Elvis went to the control room and had his chosen take played repeatedly before he gave his blessing. He was so moved by the song and his experience with it that he told Binder, I'll never sing another song I don't believe in again. I'm never going to make another movie I don't believe in. The song also featured the George Bernard Shaw quote, Some men see things as they are and ask why. I dream things that never were and ask why not. And this informed the song's lyrics. This quote, as we all know, if you listen to this podcast, you've probably heard it before, JFK and RFK both recited. The main message of the song overall is that there must be peace and understanding sometime. And the song was a huge hit. It ended up airing on the special on December 3rd of 1968 which was the first time that the public ever heard that song. And Graceland says that it was later released as a single with Edge of Reality, recorded for the film Live a Little, Love a Little. This song spent 13 weeks on the U.S. pop charts, peaking at number 12. In the U.K., it was on the chart for 10 weeks, peaking at 11, and is now a gold record single. Which, by the way, you can see the white If I Can Dream suit on display at Graceland. That's our story for today. Today, I thought it was very interesting that finally there was a Kennedy tie and that Elvis being so moved by the civil rights movement, so passionate about it, that Bobby Kennedy's assassination is what really brought on for him to do something and make something that he was passionate about, about peace and love and dreaming of a better world. I'm going to play the entire song at the end of this episode so that you can listen to it if you would like. I'm also going to post a direct link to the video where he performed it from the special in the description if you would like to check that out. There is an Elvis episode, and if I ever find any other tie to Elvis at all, I promise you I will let you guys know and I will immediately cover it because I'm always looking for Elvis Easter eggs in Kennedy history. Also, go see the movie. Like, now. Today. When we went to go see it, we saw it at the dining in theater. We had some wings and some pizza, and we watched Elvis, and it was, it was a really good date night. Just saying. That's a good way to do it, in case you wanted to know. Make sure that you rate this podcast five stars and write a positive written review if you listen on Apple Podcasts. That helps me so much. I really, really, really appreciate reviews, guys, more than you know, especially the good ones. <laughs> so please take a minute and do that for me. Check out my merch shop, where you can rep Kennedy Dynasty all summer long. It's getting hot. Get you a tank top. You won't be sorry. Make sure you are subscribed to the podcast. You do not want to miss any upcoming episodes because honestly, there's some really cool interviews coming up that I don't want you to miss. Go back and listen to old episodes too. I've covered a lot and I've got a lot more to cover, but there's been a lot already covered. So don't miss out on those. There's 90, this is the 94th episode. Wow. We're getting close to that 100 episode special, which is exciting. That's all I've got. And I'll talk to you guys soon.
1: And understanding sometimes Strong winds of promise that will blow away All the doubt and fear If I can dream of a warmer sun Where hope keeps shining away the answer <laughs> And vote for Kennedy